0: There we go. All right. Well, praise God. Just praise in the Lord tonight. You know that song is about coming after God, running after God, just running after Him with everything that we have inside of us. You know that's what God wants. He wants to seek Him with all of our heart.
2: So run
0: after Him, seek Him while He can still be found. Call upon Him while He is near. No, that's what the Word says. So welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and we're just five minutes past the 9 o'clock hour, so we're broadcasting out of Dallas, Texas, Central Time, from about 9 to 11 o'clock tonight. And Sean Holmberg will be out of the studio until tomorrow night. And so you guys are stuck with me for a few hours, praise the Lord. But uh, if you need to call in, the call-in number is 619-638-8458. We've got the chat room open if you want to get in there. We also have our email if you need to send in any prayer requests, comments, concerns, anything you got, got. Uh, feel free to email us at prayerinternational at com. And we always have our website up. It's www.prayerinternational.com. International.org. Praise God. Well, let's go ahead and open it up and prayer tonight, and just turn this night over to the Lord and ask Him to do what He wants to do. And if you have any prayer requests, feel free to put them in the chat room or in the uh, in our email, and we'll be happy to lift those up to the Lord daily. Uh, have our intercessors pray. We might even lift up some of those on the air and have our prayer family, our Christian family that uh, that's listening in, pray and agree. You know, there's power and agreement. There's power and agreement. Jesus said when two or more are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And when they agree as touching anything, it shall be done. And so when we gather in his holy precious name, God truly is in our midst. You know, he says the anadvice, the praise of his people. If we draw near to him, what's he going to do? He's going to draw near to us. And if we gather in unity and we gather in like-mindedness, then he's going to show up just like in the book of Acts. The Bible says that they were all together in one accord in one place. And here these disciples, these apostles, were up in the upper room Believers in the Lord were up, men and women, children, were up there in the upper room praying, seeking the face of God. And because of the unity, they had one heart and one mind. They they understood what it meant to come together and, and get on the same page. See, God made a statement concerning the tower. Ta- you know, remember when they were building the Tower of Babel and they came together. It said those people had one speech, they had one mind, they were on the same page. And God said for those people, nothing shall be impossible for them. See, the thing is, when you can get together with a group of people, and you can get on the same page, and you can get into the things of God, and begin to go forward in the things of God, and everybody's on the same page, God says nothing will be impossible for that group of people. That's why it's so important that we get rid of all the division, and the schisms, in the church. We get rid of all of our discord, and problems, you know, all of our little tics and things that divide, the body of Christ, maybe it's this doctrine or this jealousy or pride or, hey, we got a better deal than you, or we're more spiritual than you because you don't do this or because you do do this. You're off in some, you know, other realm. But, no, Jesus said, you're either for me or you're against me. And if you're for him and if you can confessed him as Lord and Savior, if you've been washed in his blood, if you've allowed the Holy Spirit to come into your life and take control of your life, the Bible says those who are led by the Spirit of God, those are the children of God. It doesn't say if you're a Methodist or Baptist or Pentecostal or charismatic or non-denominational or Bible church or Presbyterian or whatever. You want to put a label on it. No, it doesn't say that. In fact, Paul made a statement in the book of Corinthians. He said, some say they're from Apollo's. They are disciples of Apollos. Some are disciples of John. Some are disciples of Paul. It says that we all sow seed and we water it a little bit, but God is the one that gives the increase. There's no other foundation that can be laid except for the foundation of Jesus Christ. So whatever denomination or whatever type of thing you want to build your life on, make sure that you're founded and grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ. See, he's got to be the chief cornerstone. See, Everything is going to pass away. Everything will fade. Everything will disappear except for the word of the Lord. And the things that are of the spirit of God will remain. That's why it's very important that you make sure you are rooted and grounded in the spirit of the Lord. You're rooted and grounded in the word of the living God. Why? We live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth. So if you're not hearing the words out of his mouth, you're not living to the fullest Potential, you're not living In the capacity That God has called You to live We don't realize the, the numerous Immeasurable blessings That come from Being a child of God, Psalm 105 says Forget not his benefits Let's not forget his benefits He heals All your diseases He forgives all your iniquities Those are two benefits And the list goes on but, see, as a child of God, we've got it better than any job, or any corporation, any deal out there that's got benefits with it. See, we're working for the king of kings. And the benefit package that comes along with that is way better than any 401K that could provide for you in your future, way better than any health or dental insurance. Because let's face it, when you're facing a terminal illness, or a disease that the doctors are giving you a negative report and saying there's no way out of it, God says he can make a way where there is no way. Now, we know that there's many people that have, you know, gone on to be with the Lord, and people stood in faith and prayed and believed and asked up for their healing or asked up for their resurrection from the dead or whatever they were believing for, and they went on to be with the Lord. But we also know that there's many people that have been given negative reports, been given a bad bill of health, that the Lord has turned their situation. The Lord has turned their situation around. One day they were diagnosed with cancer. The next day they were given a clean bill of health by the doctor. One day they may have had a hepatitis. And then the next day they were given a clean bill of health by the doctor. You know, it's it's case by case. We can't say that... what. You know, every single person is their experience with God is exactly the same. No. It's different. But we do know that God is a healer. He says he is the same yesterday, today and forever. That his word will not return void. Now I don't know where you draw the line between standing in faith and trusting God and praying and declaring the word and just sometimes just dealing with whatever's at hand. There's a fine line. You have to make sure you're hearing the voice of God. You have to make sure you're being led of the Spirit in these certain issues, in these certain situations. It's very hard sometimes as a Christian because we see one person, maybe they get healed, maybe they get free, but then that next person or the the other person, maybe they go on to be with the Lord or maybe they prematurely go on to with the Lord, and we just don't understand things. But let me say something. God is God. He is in control. This is His universe. The Bible says that before the earth was ever, see, He says, I am that I am. And before there were angels, before there was a heaven, before there was an earth, before there were uh, even a universe, God was. And see, we live by His standard. He doesn't live by ours. It's funny how we think that God owes us an explanation for the negative things that happen in our lives. When the truth is, is that God's not accountable to anybody. God doesn't owe anybody an explanation for anything. In fact, the Bible says God does whatever he pleases. Whatever he pleases. Whatever God wants to do, that's what he does. And you know what? He's God, and he's justified in doing so. And so even though... Maybe it doesn't wash with our theology. And even though maybe it doesn't wash with our bless me club, where we just want God to bless us and bless our families and do for us, and God take care of this for me, and God, I want you to do this for me, Lord. But how about when God says, child, I want you to do this for me. How is it that so many times we can come to God and we put expectations on him and we put demands on God like He has to do these things for us. Who are we to call God to anything? When ultimately, it's His decision. Ultimately, it's His will being done. It's His kingdom being established. It's His earth and it's His heaven. And He does whatever He pleases. It's funny to think that we have brains about the size of a Coke can. And we try to fit God into that space. We reduce God to our thinking and what we think should have happened or what we think was fair, what we think was just, what we think was right, when we don't even know the end from the beginning. We don't even know all the details. We don't even know all the hidden things. We don't even know the the details of people's lives sometimes. But yet we take God and we try to put him inside of our box. Reduce him to the size of our brains, which are about the size of a Coke can. And here he is, God, the God that, that's made quarter of a million or more galaxies that we're just discovering. There's thousands of planets and stars that are uninhabited. There's 4,000 different types of trees in, in your average rainforest. I mean, come on. And here we are telling God what we expect telling God what we think needs to happen. Sometimes we just need to have a reality check and realize he's God. He's God. He's, God. he's God. So praise the Lord. So I want to just kind of leave you with that thought. We are going to pray. I know I said we were going to pray, but you know sometimes I just have to share my heart, express my thoughts. And, and this is one of the things I was thinking about today, the magnitude of God, the just this incredibleness of God. And how funny it is that even in our Western Christianity, our, our American Christianity, our Western mindset, our religious culture, that we have the audacity to think that we could say, this is how God is, and if anything happens outside of this realm or this box, It's not God. How foolish. Can I just say something? If God were standing before the person that would say, if anything happens outside of this little box, it's not God, God would call you a fool. He'd say, oh fool, who has bewitched you? Who has deceived you? Nothing. Who has lied to you? And deceived you and reduced. See, you know Jesus? There was a time when Jesus was preaching. And the the Gospels, if you read in the Gospels, it says Jesus could do no miracles because of their unbelief. The people actually reduced God to a teaching ministry because they lacked faith. They tried to put God in their little box. How many times do we lack faith Where we reduce God to just a Bible study We reduce God to a church service We reduce God to a A little bless thing Rather than acknowledging him As the king of kings And the lord of lords And the living God The lord of the universe Creator of the heaven and earth See the bible says All things were created by him And for him were all things created for his good pleasure were they created. Did you hear that? For his good pleasure, not for yours. See, sometimes we run around and we act like everything's about us. Now, let me put it in perspective. Let's say you got a chance, and, I, and I've actually done this, so I can speak from experience. Let's say you had a chance to be an extra in a movie, and I know exactly what this is like, because when I first started in the acting community, let me tell you something, when I got my first role as an extra, which was about two seconds on film where you could barely see me, I was like a little stick figure in the background, you could barely tell it was me, but you know what, I got so excited about that, I went out and I recorded the movie, my mom put it on videotape and she'd share it to her friends and we'd get so excited over those two seconds of me being an extra in the movie. I wasn't even the primary. In fact, Delta Burke was the primary character of this movie. But you would think the way I acted and the way my mother acted and the way some of my friends acted, that I was the primary character. We were so excited about the movie that I was in, but I was only in there for like, what, two seconds? You could barely tell it was me. No credits. You didn't ever see my name in the credits. So let's think about this. Let Let me put it in perspective. God was here before the beginning of the earth, 6,000-plus years ago. So 6,000 years have gone on besides the little vapor of life that you've lived in this earth. And so many times we think everything's about us. I, I've done it. I know everybody else has. We think everything's about us. Yet we're just a little fragment. We're a speck on a speck on a speck in the universe we've 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 done two two seconds of time compared to the six thousand years that have gone ahead of us, yet we want to say it's about us, but we need to back it up for a minute and think, okay, before the earth was, God was before the universe was, God was. when the earth was created, God was, okay before Christ came, God was involved. when Jesus Christ came, guess what? God was involved, when Jesus Christ died. God was involved. When he resurrected, God was involved. When you were born, God was involved. Are you hearing me? God was involved. It's about God. It's not about you. And the little, just like when I was an extra in that movie for two seconds and thought it was something big, my pride and my arrogance got filled up because I was an extra in a movie. All right, sorry about that. Praise God. I don't know if we were muted part of that or or not muted part of that, so I apologize. But um, we're going to take a break. If we've had some dead air, we're going to go ahead and go into a time of worship, and then we're going to go into a time of of prayer again. I just want to apologize if uh, for some reason we were muted that whole time. Uh, Again, I'm sorry. But if you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog and it's about nine thirty. We're broadcasting out of Dallas, Texas. We're broadcasting Central Time. And just taking some time to worship and praise the Lord. Just want to encourage you guys to seek the Lord, teaching the face of God. God is good. Praise the Lord. Well, praise God. We're back, and it's Prayer International Radio. We do apologize if we had some uh, silence over the air earlier. Um, apparently, our technology was kind of messed up. Um, may not have been. I don't know how long we were muted. But. Anyways, that song, Better Is When Made In Your House, that's actually just a, a song they wrote from scripture that came out of Psalm 8410. And let me read it to you because it's really a powerful thing. And I think this needs to be our our hearts as child of God, children of God, men, women of God. Psalm 84.10. I'm going to read New International Version. I may touch on a few different versions. It says, Better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Now think about that. Think about the usher in your church. Think about the guy or the woman or the man that greets you when you come through the door or the usher that walks you down the aisle, depending on your church. The person that greets you when you come in the door. Some would maybe think that was a significant role. Some would think that's insignificant. It depends on maybe your perspective. Maybe you're viewing it. One way or the other But here David as a king Was declaring to his God God I would rather be a doorkeeper In your courts In your house Not even in your house but in your courts, In your courtyard I'd, I'd rather be a parking attendant On the church parking lot Than to dwell In the tents of the wicked Than to hang out with people that do not serve God than to dwell in the midst of people that don't honor God and don't glorify God, that do not want to praise God. You can look at it many different ways or from, you know, if you want to bring it down to today's standards. I'd rather be the the parking attendant in the church or the doorkeeper in the house. Some say the, the doorkeeper in the court. Think about that. You know, some people would laugh at that statement. That was David's heart. That was his passion toward God, his conviction. That's what it meant for him to to have a standard in his life. And he knew, and yeah, this man made mistakes and he sinned against God, but he knew when God felt the pain of that sin, he had a relationship with God where he grieved and he mourned. And he even came to a place where he said, God, I I deserve everything I get for my sin. But he just wanted to honor and glorify God. And he learned a few things along the way. And here at this place in his life as he's writing this song, as a king, not as a shepherd, not as a new king, but into his kingdom. Had lost a son. Had another son turn against him. And he knew that was a result of the consequences of his living in the flesh. Running after things that did not honor God. And many of us, you know, let's let's just take it down to a the standard of Doing things that don't honor God, not even adultery, of course that doesn't honor God at all. But for many of us, we've never faced that sin or dealt with that sin, but we have other things in our lives that we do that dishonor God. And God's continually searching our hearts and seeking us out, calling us to him and asking. Let's go into Isaiah for a minute. Isaiah 55, verse 1. says, Ho, everyone that is thirsty, come to the waters and drink. And he goes on to say, Why do you spend your money on that which is not bread, and that which satisfies not? So many times in our lives, we spend our money and our time, and we do things on things that, don't really satisfy. yeah, it may be pleasurable. See, I will say that sin can be pleasurable for a season. And there's things that we can do that appease our flesh. And for a season, it may be okay. It may feel okay. I mean, in the eyes of eternity, in the eyes of God, it may have some consequence. But you have to make sure that what you're doing is unto the Lord. Make sure that what you're doing is pleasing God. Make sure that what you're doing is setting you up or positioning you or aligning you with the kingdom of God. And I think that sometimes in itself is more important than just the way we pray or the way we can read or the way we can even talk to people about God or the Bible is do you align and position yourself with the kingdom of God and the things of the kingdom and are you living your life on a daily basis where you're in tune and in communion with your heavenly father so are you in tune in line with your Heavenly Father. I know there's many days in my life I have to correct my focus. I have to turn myself to the things of the Lord and make sure that my heart and my mind are seeking God. Make sure that my response towards people or towards my wife or
2: towards whoever
0: is pleasing God, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes God has to confront me on those issues And many times in your life You'll do things that are not pleasing to God Or maybe it wasn't the thing you should have said Or the thing that you should have done And you'll have to maybe go to people or go to God And listen for God's correction And listen for God to turn your mistakes into miracles Because see It's one thing to fall by the wayside, but it's another thing to keep falling and and running and staying and eventually camping out at the wayside. And as we seek God, we've got to make sure that we are really running after him and, and going in the direction that he's calling us. And sometimes we may get off the beaten path. Sometimes you may stray in your walk. In your walk of obedience, that's why it's so important. But I will say this, every time that you act in disobedience,
2: no matter how
0: innocent you may think it is, somewhere down the line, it usually costs you something. Does God have mercy? Yes. Can God work into your good, bad, and ugly situations and even the things that you do that he doesn't approve of, the things that he disapproves of rather? So the question is, are you listening for the voice of your Father? Are you aligning yourself and positioning yourself for success and for greatness? Are you making choices in your life and and cutting away the flesh and the things that hold you back from the things of God? Or are you hanging on to things that eventually become baggage and Jesus said, or rather, Paul said, sorry, lay aside every weight and every sin that easily besets you. And sometimes we have to take inventory. Sometimes we have to examine ourselves. We have to examine those around us. We have to examine. See, the Bible says that company corrupts good morals. But it also says to set your own mind on things above and not on things of the earth, which defile and corrupt. But set your mind on things above. So we're commanded because, see, we can't always say, well, this person or that person pulled us this way or that way. When God specifically says to us, set your own mind on things above and not on the earth, the and so I don't know I'm just rambling again but this is what I believe the spirit of the Lord is speaking to me I believe he's speaking it to his people that we are to align and position ourselves with the kingdom and with God and the thoughts and the desires of God like I said before God will give us the desires of our heart Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And so we have to be seeking. We have to be, seek the Lord while he may be found, and call upon him while he is near. We have to be seeking. Why? If you knock, it'll be opened. If you seek, you'll find. Call unto me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Jeremiah thirty-three-three. But the whole first word in that whole statement there is "call." Many of you are in college, and when you call out to God. See, only fools rush in. Remember that song? Only fools rush in. And when you rush into the presence of God and start blabbering and demanding things and praying the way you think you should, you need to be careful. The Bible says it's better to wait, and when the king says, Come up here, then you go up to the king, and then you ask, and your request is granted. And you've got to wait. Sometimes you have to come before his presence with singing. Worship him, honor him, acknowledge him. The word worship, prokonosko, also means to kiss. It's a sign of intimacy. It's a sign of reverence. It's a sign of respect. In some cultures, that's just a sign of respect. It's not even a sexual or an intimate thing. A a kiss is just a a step up from a handshake. But in certain cultures, it's a sign of
2: respect.
0: And God says, you come and you respect me and you honor me and you hallow my name first. And when you draw near to me then, I will draw near to you. Sometimes we need to realize the way we approach God has everything to do with the way God is responding in our prayers and in our lives. The way that we talk to God and the way that we talk to people and the way that we do unto others. And even unto God and even unto ourselves sometimes. And God is looking for hearts that are his, fully submitted to him. He's God and he does what he pleases. You're not God and you can't do whatever you please. And you can try. But remember there's a rule in the kingdom and sin brings forth death. So the flesh and you lead corruption. So the spirit you leave eternal life. That's God's equation. That's how things operate in the kingdom. And we don't walk by this world. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. So praise God. Put on your Holy Ghost eyes. And say, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. God needs to do your prayer. Open the eyes of my heart Lord See Paul prayed it like this He said I pray that the Father would grant you A spirit of wisdom and revelation The eyes of your understanding Would be flooded with light And that you would know the hope of your calling Now let's let's break that down for a minute The spirit of wisdom and revelation God's word applied to your life. That's wisdom. Revelation is revealed knowledge. You didn't have to study for it. It was just revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. That's revelation. So, the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you would have the ability to apply God's word in your life. That's wisdom. And you'd also have the ability to receive of the Spirit when things are revealed. That's revelation in the knowledge of him, so that it would all flow out of your intimacy, out of your intimate knowledge with Jesus. That's what that whole thing is talking about. At least I think it is. That's always been my understanding. And that the eyes of your understanding would be flooded with light. See, we're not to have darkened eyes. Jesus said if the eye be full of light, the whole body is full of light. Why? Because the, the eyes are the windows of the soul. What you take in through your eyes, what you see, what you have, if you can see it, you can have it. That's why you have to be very careful what you put before your eyes. That's why there's so many things out there that try to get us distracted from the kingdom and the purposes of God try to get our sight so dim that we can't see Jesus and we can't see him looking under Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. That's how we finish, is by looking unto Him, beholding Him, we're changed. And as we're changed from faith to faith and glory to glory, we're seated with Christ, we're risen, we're, we're transformed and renewed, and we become a lot more like Him. The more we press in, but the more we go to the flesh, of course, we begin to Resemble the father of lies We begin to resemble The enemy and his kingdom of darkness And there's that Whole thing about your eyes not being darkened That's why you have to Set your eyes on things that are full of light And life and the life of God Because that's what See if your eye be full of life Then your whole body is full of life And too many people are looking to the wrong things And the wrong people And that's why their lives are so miserable And broken and busted and disgusted because their eyes they're not setting their eyes onto Jesus. They're not looking remember when Peter was on the water in the storm and he was looking to Christ, the minute he started looking at himself and looking at the boat, looking at the waves, the minute you start getting full of yourself and start looking at the problems and looking at the people around you, you're gonna sink. You gotta look to Jesus and you gotta see him and you gotta hear him and you got to hear His word because we live by every word that proceeds out of His mouth. So it's back up that the eyes of your understanding be flooded right light, and that you would know the hope of your calling. Well, that says it all. Do you know the hope? Your first hope is that you're called to Jesus. Do you know that's your first calling? You don't know what you're supposed to do with your life. Worship him, worship him, praise him, honor him, talk to him, be his. That's, who you, that's, that's the first thing you're called to do is be his child. And that's where it starts from there. you say, well, what's the will of God for me? Let me tell you. So this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. First Thessalonians five, sixteen through eighteen, listen. This is the will of God. See for rejoice forevermore. But so rejoice always. That's number one. That's one of the first things. That's the will of God for you. Rejoice always. That's the first command. Second command is pray without ceasing. Pray continually. Don't stop praying. That's number two. And here's the third one. And this is the hardest one for everybody. In everything, give thanks. For everything. Good, bad, and ugly. Everything. Give thanks. Be thankful for it. Thank God for it. Many people say, what do I have to be thankful about? Well, you're breathing, aren't you? You're not in a hole somewhere. You know, <laughs> sorry if I'm a little graphic tonight, but you know what? You can't even get in without thanksgiving and praise. You, you, you won't even get into it. Jesus said, enter his gates. Through the mouth of David, he said this, Psalm 100, verse 3. Enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart and enter his courts with praise. can't even get in a gate. Without Thanksgiving so, Oh I'm going to get through the pearly gates Not without Thanksgiving you're not That's one thing It's one thing that people fail to tell you Maybe Well you should have read your bible First Thessalonians I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you, you don't even have to go there First Thessalonians 5 verse 16 through 18. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. There it is. So you don't have to go out and buy God, what's God's will for my last book anymore. Just write this scripture
2: down.
0: First Thessalonians five, verse sixteen to eighteen. Rejoice evermore, so rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, pray continually. And in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God for you. Who's it for? You. Whose will is it? God's. For you in Christ Jesus. So are you in Christ Jesus? With the eyes of your understanding, be flooded with light, and you would know the hope of your calling. What it's all about. Get in Jesus. Get into Jesus. Fall in love with Jesus. Pray. Talk to Jesus. Obey Jesus. Do what he says. And if you mess it out, get on your face in the tent and keep running after him. Or let him turn your messes into a successes. Do a little preaching tonight. Well, okay, I'm going to give you a break. Time to take a praise break. I got to look at Jesus for a little while anyway. So. All right. wait. So if you want to call in, 619-638-8458. And uh, the email address is prayerinternational
2: International
0: at gmail.com. And we'll go ahead and break. First song. I'm just looking for a good one. We want to play, yeah. to play again. Hey, this is gonna pick up that you know that scripture Psalm eighty four ten, better is one day. Uh, this is gonna kind of wrap that up. Lord, we say,
1: how lovely is your dwelling O Lord Almighty For my I'm
0: Oh, yeah, gee, I told you that was going to wrap it up. Better is one day in your court than a thousand elsewhere. That's song 8410, and that's kind of where we started tonight. We uh, got caught up on the, that one song earlier. All right, so listen to this. Uh, R.A. Toy, the great revivalist, happened to just pop up in this book that my wife is reading by Sherry 41 Mothers Pray, the greatest influence in a child's life. Now, this has nothing to do with that topic necessarily. It will eventually. I'm sure if you read her book. But I'm not going to actually read her book. I'm just going to read a quote out of the book. So we're not actually going on to this. If you're a praying mother, God bless you. Keep praying. And uh, we just pray blessings over your children, your sons and your daughters. We pray house over you and your family. And if you're a praying mother, God bless you tonight. So but check this out. Okay, all right, try the great revivals always begin in the hearts of few men and women whom God arouses by his Spirit to believe in him as the living God. Think about that. That's where revivals start in the hearts of just a few men and women that God arouses by his Spirit and they actually believe in him that he's a living God. That's where it starts. Just a couple people that just believe that he's God. Can you just believe that he's alive and that he's real? That's what what this is saying. Now, let me finish because I'm not finished. It's good. They believe he is a God who answers prayer. Upon their heart he lays a burden from which, listen, upon their heart he lays a burden. See, God lays a burden from which no rest can be found except in persistent crying unto God. When God puts something inside of you and make sure it's God and you, you weld it out through your emotions and you, you seek out God and make sure God's put that burden there, then you pray it through, you pray it through, you pray it through. See, so a lot of times we get burdened for things out of our emotions and we get burdened for things out of our flesh that we want to bring to God and pray. And then when it doesn't happen, we get discouraged and we, we blame God or we get mad at God or bitter at God or we put this thing on God like God owes us something but the truth is God doesn't know us anything he does whatever he pleases and I said this earlier tonight but I, I don't know I may have been muted for 20 minutes tonight but, and I actually had a message during that whole time but the bottom line is God does whatever he pleases and he's just looking for a few men and women that will believe that he's the living God and that He's the living God who answers prayer. If you'll begin to commune with Him, if you'll begin to talk with Him, if you'll begin to spend time with Him, He'll begin to speak to you and put desires in your heart. they will begin to put burdens in your heart. you will begin to put direction in your heart, people in your heart.
2: The next thing you know, when you
0: go to those people, God will show up. When you go to those places, God will show up. When you begin to say and do those things that he puts in your heart, God will show up. And you begin to realize he's the living God who answers prayer. It's very important that we stay in alignment and in-team with him in his kingdom and see, not other people's kingdoms. Let me tell you, we can get focused on other people's kingdom and other people and other things. And then when they or something that happens in their lives or around them brings us disappointment, it discourages us. That's why God said seek first his kingdom. Then all these things will be added. But let me tell you something. When you're seeking first his kingdom, all those other things really do start getting straightened out when you start backing up and looking at things. And that's not to say that our mistakes won't cost us things. And our choices don't send us down a path.
2: That's why we need to
0: pray that God lead us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And that God would make our crooked paths straight. And that everywhere that our feet tread, that he would get glory and honor. He says the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. And if you're seeking God,
2: he will truly order your
0: steps. Uh well, praise God. Looks like we're having some issues with the music again. So, look, if you want to call in, this is Prayer International Radio. Call number 619-638-8458. If you want to email us, we're at prayerinternational@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Feel free to check out our chat room. Put your prayer requests in there. Get to know some people if they're in there. And you can always check out the website. We've got a few devotionals on there, some videos. We've got a Facebook page if you want to check that out under Prayer International Facebook. And, you know, we've got a few things going on. But uh, let's pray and just cover this in the blood of Jesus. Father, we just give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. And thank you, Father, that you're speaking to our hearts, that you're drawing us to you, that you're calling us. Closer to you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit that's beckoning us and wooing us and abiding in us. You keep pulling us towards you. Father, we just say, Lord, keep us on your path. Lord, keep us on a straight path. Make our Christian path straight. Guide us and direct our footsteps. Order our steps. Give us divine importance. We pray, Father, for those listening, Lord, divine kingdom connections, kingdom setups this week, that you would just begin to connect your people, do mighty things through your people, Father. We thank you that you're gathering them like living stones. Your word says your people are gathered together like living stones to build a holy habitation for the living God, Lord. That's what we're here to do, to be a place you can inhabit. So we thank you, Father, and have it as Lord. And have it as Lord.
1: Thank you. The bell
0: God in our lives, you know, that's a question You know, for many of us There's no telling You know I, One thing about it I know I'm thankful, I'm thankful for My wife I know she's with the Lord I'm thankful for myself Being with the Lord and For our loved ones and, and friends That have had the privilege Of coming into an intimate Relationship with the Lord, you know And if If you're in the body of Christ, if you're a believer, if you're a son or a daughter of the Most High God, you can rejoice tonight. You can rejoice tonight. He's in your life. You know, we have a hope in Jesus. In fact, he is our hope. It's not that there's some big thing, you know, yes, we have heaven to look forward to, but in heaven, he is our hope. All things were created by him and for him, for his good pleasure. There's a reason there's elders and beasts scattered around the throne, crying, holy, 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 worthy is the lamb that was slain. It's all for him. It's all for Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Everything the father does is for his son. And yes, God is constantly doing for his children here, but bottom line, you know, apart from the sacrifice of Christ, everything that God is doing is all about his son. And we need to think about that.
2: We need to give him
0: glory and give him honor and give him praise. No, no. All right, well, praise God, this is Prayer International Radio, and we're just wrapping it up for the evening, just taking some time to worship and praise, and uh, praise God. You know, if you need to call in, the call in number is 619 638